Good morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My name is Nancy Giacalone with Olympic Crest Insurance. And for anybody tuning in for the very first time, Recipe for Success combines my love of cooking with my love of business and personal development. Because one thing that I've learned over the years is that there's always one key ingredient or technique that is responsible to the overall success of a project. So today I'm really excited to have um, two very different guests on my show. I have Wellington Wolfsang and Ben Sedan. Hopefully I pronounced your names correctly. Yes, Did I do okay? Okay, yes, so I usually yes, always check that before we go live, so, I call, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with myself right now. And they are with um, a, a fabulous company called Life Work Adapter. Which, um, I'm gonna let them tell you the story a little bit more as we get into it. But the whole purpose is to enable upper body um, limb amputees to be able to do things that they would not have been able to do otherwise. So I'm going to turn it over to the you to introduce yourself. Let's start with Wellington and then we'll go on to Ben. So Wellington, tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you, Nancy, for this opportunity to be able to uh, share a little bit about our company, our, our backstory and how we can positively impact some people and their lives. Um, just, just real brief about myself. Uh, I'm the communications director for LifeWork Adapter. Uh, part of my job is to communicate with people like Nancy that help us to get our message out to the general public uh, and also to get our message out to the world in general. Uh, LifeWork Adapter is an amazing um, passion project for both Ben and I. We're veterans. Uh, and this is a way of us giving back to those that have sacrificed so much for our country. Awesome. Ben? Uh, well, my name is Ben Sedan. I'm an inventor. Um, started LifeWork Adapters a few years back. Uh, it has become, I guess, not my life's work, but something that's moving towards that direction. We originally designed this so our veterans could operate modern firearms. And then it evolved from there to tools, which we found had just a broader impact on a global scale. So I'm going to start off by saying I am, I've always been so jealous of anybody that's an inventor. It's like, how does your mind work? And then how do you take it from, from just an idea to actually a product? Uh, it's just something that has always fascinated me. So tell me a little bit about how that works, Ben. It begins with a concept and then it moves directly into an idea and so on and so forth. There's actually a process and, and the fastest way I guess to describe it is it's a spiral that moves inward towards a circle and there are key marks in there that involve a lot of people and a lot of work. The inspiration is, is without a doubt the one thing that is an ever evolving process. But the biggest problem is, is the financing in the business world. You can make something that you know the world needs, but is it at the right time? Have you met the right people? And have all the locks been unlocked that allows you to get to that point? That's why not everybody's an inventor. Uh, it is a process and it is hard work. But when you have something which its time has come to pass, right? Such as this, we should have had it 30 years ago. And the problem is now is that we're moving into my electrical designs and they are so far behind. Um, and this is something that reaches out on a global scale. And, and with a new invention, this process requires uh, people such as yourself and Wellington and John Shell 
and corporations, uh, if you really want to make a difference, that's what it takes. So have you invented and brought to market other products in the past? Yes, ma'am, I have. Uh, I designed firearms, accessories, and other small medical devices, that kind of thing. Uh, they take a little bit more time um, and not as much funding, but being in the medical device world now, well, that's a, that's a whole other animal. Absolutely. So um, I, you both mentioned that you're both veterans, and I know that this is part of where the passion for this project comes about. Um, so Wellington, I'm going to ask you, how did you get involved with Ben and, and why does this mean so much to you? Well, I, how Ben and I met can be made into a movie. Um, not a rom-com, but a comedy. Not when it, Harry met uh, Sally or anything like that? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Well, nothing I'm willing to share in public. Okay. But, right. Um, one of the unique things about Ben and, and mine's relationship is that we are very diametrically opposed. Ben is usually one of the smarter guys in the room. Uh, I'm one of the chattier guys in the room. So for he and I to, to, to get together was, was just, you know, a godsend. But how Ben and I met, uh, we actually met through LinkedIn and I was looking for an inventor of all things. Imagine that. And I ran across Ben's profile and immediately uh, he and I connected. We connected on a lot of different levels uh, and one of the great uh, fruits that were born from this, this, uh, this meeting was LifeWork Adapter and where we are now. Uh, ben is, is, is an incredible driving force and has a very um, fluid personality. He's the kind of person that I appreciate because we can have a conversation going this direction and his mind is, you know, segmenting it and thinking about other things. So it, to, to me, that's, that's the kind of person that I've, I've always wanted to, to do business with and to call a, a, a real friend. That, that's awesome. Okay, so we're going to take just a little step back in time and let's talk, um, and this is question's gonna really go to Ben since he's the inventor here. What really brought this need to your attention and what really like pulled at your heart to say, okay, this is something I need to do? Because I really believe that to be a successful inventor, there has to be some passion behind it um, to go through everything that you have to go through to, to actually bring it to market. Okay, so in 2004, I worked as a civilian contractor in Iraq. And for a brief period of time, I worked in a burn unit and uh, a medical center. I did maintenance there, but I was also tasked to do several other things. So I got to see it up close and personal um, and what it, what it is to be a part of that is something that stays with you forever. And you don't forget that. And, and, and when you're in that environment, you're helpless because you're there just to respond to the traumatic injuries our soldiers receive. That's that was there. That was it. That's what I did was just respond. I couldn't stop it. All I could do is help get them in that process of surviving. And then years down the road, I uh, met several vets with missing arms and legs and had went through the same traumatic experience being in a wartime environment. And then I met a guy one day um, at a Home Depot. He, he had lost his arm and his leg and we were we started talking. And he wanted to uh, do an addition to his home. Um, so that was one of the, like, I guess the Lego in the staff. Right. And, uh, and then I had, we had spoken about his willingness to hunt with his son 
and that he could not really have the ability to defend himself with a modern firearm because the inability to cycle and clear malfunctions, that type of thing, the mechanics of it. So these are little Legos that are building a castle, I guess. And, and this domino started to fall. And then I had met Dylan at a uh, gun range, which I had already started the process of creating a, a prosthetic adapter that allowed people to use a Hosmer hook, if I may show you. Sure. Um, this is a simulator that I designed and built that allows someone to actually not truly understand how it is to operate a prosthetic, but it gives you an idea of what it takes to mechanically operate a prosthetic. So I built this for me to learn sure. how to use and get an, an idea. And then as that process moved forward, um, I met more and more veterans and amputees from accidents, injuries, disease. And as I saw them struggling with just day-to-day -day interactions, I thought, well, really firearms are a great addition and to allow our veterans and people who want to hunt and things like that. But you also have other applications for that, for that adapter. And then after meeting the gentleman at Home Depot, it, the light went off. They need to be able to work. So then I started the process of going through all the no's and the no's with an inventor is it's another language in and of itself because you can't do this because of this. You can't do this because of this and you can't do this and so on and so forth. But the yeses are profound. So we had to go back to where we began and it's a paradigm shift in what we've designed. Instead of trying to fit the individual to the tool by giving them something that only indexes that one option in life or that one application, I, I, I would say my thought process is a paradigm shift because we want to make sure that we have the ability to adapt whatever their environment is to that individual. And that has been the problem in the prosthetics world that we have found or that I have found in the inherent designs that we've had previous to me. So it seems crazy to me that we would be in 2021 and that this need has not been adequately addressed because we see lower limb amputees with all sorts of crazy, you know, devices that can help them do pretty much any sport, any activity. But really, there's the, the, the upper limb amputees have not had that same, well, I'm just going to call it love. Um, and and how, how is it possible? Well, the upper. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I apologize. From it's fine. Uh, so, lower limb amputees have a base framework for the leg. Okay, and and being mobile is the most important out of all. Um, but being able to index items, you know, with these, is a very, very, very complex uh, process for the body and for your environment in the individual. We have had some advancements. It's just they haven't come to time as far as being able to truly be intuitive for the need that's being used for the user. If you want to grab something and you want to release it, you have to be able to release it instantly. That's why we have that ability. If you use a tool and you grab it with your hand and you have to release it, it has to be instantaneous within a, a thousandth of a second, right? So. The inherent problem is, is that my electrical arms, although they are wonderful pieces of technology, 
still require uh, surgical intervention, which is very expensive, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then the arms themselves can cost from 150 to half a million dollars. And they don't have that ability as of yet. They're moving that way, but they're still 15 to 20 years away. Gotcha. And, gotcha. and that, that is the problem. And right now, when we have literally have millions on this planet missing an arm who have to go to work to feed their children, that's not an acceptable solution. Right, right. Okay, so I'm going to actually direct this question to Wellington. So what is the, where, where is the product? What stage are you at? How close is it to being come to market? Sure. And then what's, what's the, you know, present um, hoops that you have to jump through, et cetera. Just kind of give me a state of the union. Sure, absolutely. Uh, just, just to tie that question with what Ben was talking about, there are millions of people in the world that have this scenario in their lives. In the U.S. alone, right now, there's just north of 2.4 million amputees that are documented. Of those, one in four have some form of upper body limb amputation. So where we are in our level or, or in our journey is we are going into a phase where we are refining our production system. We are reaching out to the major players in the market, uh, both on the distribution and the rehabilitation side. We are also constantly in communications with people who have extremely, extremely helpful um, suggestions and advice. And we're at the point now that we're, we're patent protected um, and there's a lot of, a lot of issues that go into that as well that Ben's very familiar with, but we're at the point now to where we're starting to share this with, with, with those in the industry, people in the general public. And we've just, just talking about it, just introducing it has created so much activity, so much interest that people are waiting. And right. where we are now is we're that horse at the gate waiting for the gun to go off. So between having the intellectual property secured, um, getting our our fabrication uh, secured, starting the, the buzz about the brand secured, and talking with people like you in, in the, on this platform, we're just, we're just waiting. Uh, the gun's about to go off and we're all ready for the race. That, that's just so exciting. Um, so I have a question for you guys. So since I happen to work in the employee benefit space, so medical insurance, how do you think this is going to play with medical insurance? Do you see the insurance carriers covering this similar to like they would cover a wheelchair? How, do you, have you had any talks? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it, it, it's funny that you say that, you know, you ask that question. Um, one of the communities that is extremely excited about this is the insurance industry uh, and, and also uh, on, on a government level. So right now, when, when you have that kind of a disability, you're talking about a, a, a huge cost, a burden right. to, to not only insurance companies, but also government programs. Um, the VA pays out millions in disability, insurance company, millions in disability for situations such as this. With the introduction of this product, not only do you give the individual an opportunity to, to 
get back into a career that that maybe they love and and aren't able to do so it gives them an entry back into that so right now the average income of an individual is just north of 48,000 the average household income in the US for 2020 was a little more than 68,000 okay so think of the impact that you can give the individual the family unit the GDP and the tax base so you're literally giving somebody an opportunity to maybe get a little bit less from a disability perspective but seven to ten times more return in being able to go back to work so this not only satisfies a financial need but also a personal need it addresses ptsd issues self-esteem issues um you know social interaction issues so not only will you be able to function in a garden at home but you'll also be able to go back to work in a construction site you'll be able to go and interact with your family jet skiing spear fishing you know spear fishing i think that's something i was would be on the top of my list but no that's that's amazing um okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna ask um ben one more question before we actually show a little video sure so um now that you i mean i know it's not quite to market yet but you're starting to really see how you're going to impact the amputee community and you can really feel it do you think that this is an area you might want to do more work in, or what are your what are your thoughts on that? This is a stone that I'm going to push out of the way, not for myself, but for everyone. It just takes a little bit more effort from one person. Uh, one person can change the world in their own way. Um, my I started out, if I may step back for a moment. Um, about seven and a half years ago, I fell down a 20 foot flight of stairs and yeah, and it went from there. It got really, really bad. Um, and I was in a wheelchair and, um, and I told I was told then that I had cancer like three days later and things got worse from there. Right. And if I can go from a dining room table, with a pen and paper in a wheelchair with cancer seven years later, right? To bringing something to the world, which is going to impact and change literally millions of people's lives, not just their, the individual with the amputation, but their children and the way they live. This brings my future into into perspective for me. I'm going to move forward and make other devices. I've already started on that. This is just priming the pump to ensure that what I leave from this world, I leave it better than what I came into it. You're going to make me cry. This is is a beautiful story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so bear with me, everyone. I am going to try and see if I can make this video happen. so never done this before so let's see how this goes oh i'm doing it
Okay, all I have to say is that is so freaking cool. I mean, seriously, that is that is just the coolest. Um, I really wanted to see some spear fishing in that video. Really, that would have really <laughs> yeah. talked to. I've met a lot of inventors, and I mean, a lot of inventors. I met a lot of uh, people with amputations, and that is the resounding message I have gotten: is that they want to go back to work. They want to build with their hands because a lot of the guys like myself, I used to be a carpenter and a cabinet maker. I can only imagine what it would be like trying to do that with, with only one appendage that you could actually index a tool. Now these tools are dangerous. They're power tools. Anyone who grabs one accepts the responsibility of using one. They're not safe to use with, with only one appendage indexing that tool. So what I did was I, if I may, um, I changed the tool from being an attachment to what you need to do. I made the attachment fit the tool. So you literally go. We're frozen up. So we will, uh, we will take a moment. For, so hopefully Ben will unfreeze momentarily. Uh, I'll, I, I can ahead. take that. Sure. Okay. Thanks. So, so Ben Ben created a way for the tool to be functional with with an amputee by giving them an opportunity to engage in a, in a fashion that you would with your normal hand. The great thing is is that there's no modification to the tool other than an adapter. With the coupled with the key that's on on your hook, okay, you can engage it just like you would with your natural hand, operate it, and then disengage. Now, one of the things that Ben was talking about earlier was the myelectric arm. It, it's, it's a great opportunity for, for an amputee to use, but it, it moves at a pace that's much slower than the human reaction. With the hook and the LifeWork adapter together, literally, boom, you're disengaged. It's safe for you. It's safe for everybody else. But the amazing thing is, is that if you want it, you can pass that very tool that you're using to somebody else on the site with you and they don't have to take anything apart. They can just engage it normally. And it all fits within the spectrum of the use of the tool. I, I have to tell you guys, this is just so, and it's, it's me to see what you're doing. And I, I know a lot of people in, in the benefits community are very excited to hear what you're doing. Too, so you'll have a lot of um, supporting your efforts. So, we are going to move into my favorite section of, of my LinkedIn Lives, and it's my five burning questions. Now, since I have two guests, you each get to answer. So are you ready? As long as we allow Ben to go first, we're good. Okay, so Ben is going to be the first one up. What is your favorite food in the world, and can you cook it? Ooh, I like everything. Um <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm partial to Asian food and Middle Eastern food being my family's from Israel. Um, uh, I guess fish dishes. I love seafood. Grew up on the coast. Yeah. Are you and a good yes, cook? Yes, ma'am. I'm a, I'm a really good cook when I want to be. Okay. <laughs> if I want okay. To, yeah. okay. So Wellington, same question to you. Well, if I, if I'm going to be honest with myself and everybody else, my favorite food is anything that comes out of my kitchen. I love it. So you're a good cook then. <laughs> yes, ma'am. If I stood up, you'd see exactly why. 
<laughs> so so what's what's the dish that most people ask you to make because they say that you're believe it or not um with my cultural mix it's hamburgers <laughs> who would have thunk <laughs> i make an an amazing hamburger patty i'm not okay. going to share any any of my ingredients but i will tell you that it can be as popular as the life work adapter kit will be Okay, I can be pretty persuasive. I might might uh, test you on that. Okay, so back to Ben. Um, so what is the one character trait you admire most in people and why? Their imagination. Mm, that's a good one for an inventor. Yeah, their imagination because truth and untruth come and go, but people's imagination is intuitive to their... Oh, there we go again. All right, Wellington, you're, we're going to pass the baton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. Can you ask the question again? I want to make sure I'm giving you the proper answer. Yes. So what's the one character trait you admired most in other people and why? Man, their ability to overcome. People, people sometimes think, oh, woe is me. I, I can't do this and I can't do that. And then all of a sudden they have to walk through that dark valley of the shadow of whatever you're going through and somehow some way they find a way and the thing is is that a lot of times it's it, it's it's god it's the big guy but our perspective is that wow there there is a way of overcoming this and a lot of times you have to go through that in order to get to the lighter side of life but more importantly that journey that you go through is something that you can share with somebody else that's going through the exact same path. So the ability to overcome and then share that experience to me is the most amazing aspect of being human. I love that. Okay. So Ben, we're back to you and hopefully you will not freeze this time. Uh, if you could magically get everyone to do one thing to be more inclusive to the amputee community in general, what would it be? Spend a day in their life. Just I like that day. answer. Just one day. We get we get about 70,000 of them in our lifetime, if we're lucky. Oh, I like that. Wellington, same question? Well, I, I hate to say it, but that's the same answer I have. But I do have one that uh, that is a little different. And that is, give them the opportunity. Let them show you that they don't need a handout. They need a hand up. Yep. And, and that's just... The human spirit is an amazing thing. And if you if you lock it down, there's so many things that are denied to everybody else. So give them the opportunity. Oh, I love right. it. Okay, so um, Ben, second to last question. What is your secret talent or something people would be surprised to learn about you? Ooh, I don't know if I have a secret talent. Kind of a private person. This is odd to me doing something on the internet like this. So, um, Wellington. <laughs> okay. So my secret talent is um, that I my like fingers chess. are really weirdly jointed. But no, other than that, uh, uh, I have I have an amazing ability to look at the upside. Of, of things that people normally don't see. 
Okay, so last question for you both. I know Ben can take a deep breath and, and uh, go back to being private, but the last question for both of you is, and I'll start with Wellington since you're on the screen. Who is the one person that you um, have connected with on LinkedIn or maybe that you listen to on a podcast that you would most like to meet in real person and share one of your fabulous hamburger patties with? Cool. Boy, that list is, uh, is impressive. I have met some great people uh, on LinkedIn. I've, I've been a part of the LinkedIn community six months into their into their uh, introduction. Uh, but I, I have to say, one of the ones that I've not had an opportunity to meet is um, Ben Shapiro. Oh, nice. Good right. answer. Good answer. Okay, Ben, I'm going to leave you on small because you seem to get weird when I put you on the big screen. So okay. um, what? who would, same question to you. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm like about a million other people's. I, I, I aspire to meet people and, and uh, share a meal with them. And that would be like Richard Branson, Elon Musk. I love it. I don't Tesla's think so. not here, but that's my hero. Uh, nice. You know, I just, uh, if we're lucky, you know, I find that if I'm lucky, I, I can stand in the shadow of giants and somehow add to their greatness. I think that's really the contribution I have to give. Uh, I, I, I truly believe there are things that we're all capable of doing. We just have to look past the static and the white noise in our lives, the things that get in the way to what we're truly supposed to want and love and what we should be doing and get past all of that. And that's, that's how I got here is I got rid of the white noise in my life and all the things in the clutter that we accumulate as people to make us feel better. And once you get rid of that, the clarity is there. Um, so I think that's where Tesla and uh, Elon Musk and Richard Branson, I think that's one of the reasons why I'd like to sit down and share a meal with them because the clarity would be there. I love it. Okay, gentlemen, so we have made it to the end. You survived, Ben. Um, so so um, is there any, um, I want to always close out with how do people learn more about the LifeWork Adapter? Um, and if they need to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Sure. Um, so we have a website that you can visit. We have video links that are there and, and that are coming. So you can always visit us at www.lifeworkadapter.com. And on there, we have contact information for myself and the organization, and also LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a fabulous way to, uh, to reach yeah. out to us. And uh, if you want to find out more about us, give me a call. Awesome. Well, I thank you both so much for coming on today and sharing your story about what you're doing. Um, I know that both myself and many of my colleagues would be very happy to support you in any way that we can. So please keep us um, updated on the status and let us know when this is um, going to be available to market so that we can help spread the word as well. We'll be talking to you again. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thank you both. And to everyone out there, make it a great day.